For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Southeastern 14, another edition of Bets and Ball Games with Edwards and Greason. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody, including you, Jay. What's going on, my man? Not much. Getting ready uh, for the big day and uh, family in town and here in Chattanooga. And uh, we're going to try to see if we can't consume 8,000 calories on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. All right. Before we get going, let me tell you about our great friends at Bet Online who are off and rolling with college hoops. We've got NHL, we've got NBA. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contest. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code all caps B L E A V. Again, our promo code uh, in all caps B L E A V. EAV and you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts all right where we will start is in Starkville Thanksgiving night 7:30 uh, p.m. Eastern another edition of the Egg Bowl and we have Mississippi State with interim head coach uh, Greg Knox, Will Rogers did return last week. They did cover and they did uh, beat Southern Miss, whereas Ole Miss failed to cover. And I wasn't watching any of it, but I saw they're only up seven to three at halftime to ULM. Uh, end up winning um, handily. Was it 35 or 38 to three? It was 35 to three. But a non-cover Ole Miss looking to avenge last year's two-point loss in Oxford. And we are currently looking at a line of 10 or 10.5 with a total of 55.5. Jay, I I wrote down 14 on Sunday morning. So I certainly lean Ole Miss – I have not looked at the weather. I feel like weather's been a factor in the Egg Bowl several years in a row. Any thoughts here? Yeah, I've got a few. Uh, one, you and I are vested, and we'll talk about our teams because they've got huge rivalry games. You're a Florida guy. I'm an Auburn grad. and we. This is the sneaky best rivalry of rivalry week. The Egg Bowl always delivers. Now, I'm not going to say it's always an aesthetically pleasing game, but whether we're talking about was it AJ Brown or DJ Metcalf who peed on the goalpost? Uh, no, Eli- which- Elijah Elijah Moore, right? Okay, he was with and the Jets, and yeah, I think it's with the Browns. The the celebrations and the fights, and one year it was a snow out, and I mean it is cantankerous. Uh, I think Ole Miss wins a football game. Fourteen's a whole lot of points for with Will Rogers back and an interim coach who I, he's not going to get the job, but boy, oh boy, you can really make uh, Cadillac Williams made a whole lot of hay last year as the interim coach down the stretch. And, and I know they didn't beat Bama at Auburn. I think the under is the play here, honestly, under 55 Ole Miss's defense has been better. Uh, the Egg Bowl's gone under, I think, five of the last six years. Six, and, uh, six, six in a row. I'm looking at it. Six in a row. So, I mean, this is going to be – and I think this may be one time that Lane Kiffin puts his – checks his bravado because he needs this game. Last year was a huge disappointment. 
this may be the one time he gets a little more in his shell and does a little more of the traditional kind of things that he normally eschews with both middle fingers in the air. I, I, I see this being a 24-17 game, but, I mean, I think Ole Miss wins, and I think they're the better football team. But, man, oh, man, this 55, 55 and a half, and if, if it gets to 56, I really like that number. Okay, so the weather, it is going to be cold, cloudy skies, but uh... – 20% chance of rain. So not going to have rain. I, like I feel like we've had the last couple of egg bowls. Um, I think I already said low of 40 degrees, not much wind. So, you know, it's going to be chilly, but not, you know, not that big a deal. So not only is the under hitting six straight, the under is nine and one in the last 10 egg bowls. Now I will note that um, all of those totals in the last six, were in the 60s, except for one was 59. So they've all been a lot higher totals. However, um, the one six years ago had 59 combined, and that's the only one that would have gone over 55 and a half. They had a 31-24 three years ago that was 55. So the last five would have gone under even at this total that's a good bit lower than most of the ones uh, in the last – Six. So, yeah, and and that was with a whole bunch of those. At least a handful of them was with the pirate on the sideline before he passed. Uh-huh. So, with Mike Leach on the sideline, and it was still going under. Right. I just this game becomes a just an absolute fist fight. Yeah, you make a, a really good case um, for the under. So I, like I said, I lean Ole Miss. I'm probably going to pick them in my contest, but um, I, I, I get, you know, everything that Jay is saying, and he, he's gotten me a little interested in the under, especially with Ole Miss only scoring seven against ULM in the first half uh, last week. Okay, let's go to Friday because we've got Mizzou at Arkansas, and that's going to be a 4 p.m. Eastern uh, kick. So um, Missouri has won six of the last seven, but they did lose in Fayetteville uh, two years ago. And they haven't covered in many of those. Four of those six wins by Missouri head-to-head over Arkansas in the last seven uh, meetings. Four of those wins were by four or fewer. Um, now Mizzou nine and two straight up on the year, seven and four ATS, two and one straight up on the road, but three and zero oh against the spread, covering against Georgia, Arkansas at home this year, three and three straight up, one and five ATS, four and seven straight up overall, five and six ATS. Uh, Dubinian and uh, Rocket Sanders got hurt last week. In fact, uh, Rocket tore his labrum. Dubinian tore his meniscus, so they're going to be out a, a good bit of the offseason. I did see Rocket Sanders said he is going to be back uh, next year. Who will not be back is K.J. Jefferson. He became the Hogs' all-time leading uh, passer uh, in career uh, passing yards uh, last week, breaking Tyler Wilson's record. He's now got 7,909. And, um, yeah. So we have Missouri, uh, who I bought from seven and a half to seven with a small play, either Sunday night or Monday morning. And I lean Mizzou here, total uh, around 54 and a half, 55. Um, and Pittman is returning. Were you surprised by that? And what do you think of this game? Uh, I'm not surprised because I actually applaud Arkansas. For if he overachieved in his first year and he underachieved this year, a lot of injuries. You talked about Rocket Sanders. We've talked about a couple of their best defensive players making business decisions uh, right before Halloween. So, uh, again, I can see the sides and I can understand. Give me the over. Give me the over for two reasons. One, Arkansas's pass defense has been dreadful, it's in the bottom. It's just outside the it's outside the top hundred of 130 teams. Two, Missouri is tenth in the country in explosive plays of 30 yards or more. 
They have had 34 plays of 30 yards or more. And if you're looking at, I think Arkansas is going to be motivated with the news of Sam Pittman. I think that especially the guys who are returning and what KJ Jefferson has meant the last couple, three years, I think they're going to play inspired in the first half. If that over under stays below 56, this game could very well be 27, 20 at halftime. And because they're not going to stop Missouri long-term. They're not. But, I mean, we're going to see K.J. Jefferson's mama in the stands 14 times <laughs> with the K.J. Jefferson jersey on, and she's going she's gonna to, like, mouth at the CBS camera, I love my baby, I love my baby, and God bless her, she does. It's his last college football game. But I think Arkansas is going to play hard, but I think Missouri's going to play better, and I think both of those – the mismatch here is the Tigers' offense against the Razors' back defense, and I see it going over. That that's my play on the game. Now, I, I will say another thing that um, bodes well for the over is that Tyron Hopper, uh, Missouri's second leading tackler, second team All SEC linebacker last year, he's questionable. He did not play against the Gators with an ankle. And uh, their other linebacker, Chad Bailey, who's, who's been out for a, about a month, he, he remains out. And, you know, Florida, uh, you know, scored 31 against them last week, and that was with a, a red zone fumble. Um, and Mertz getting and knocked. Go ahead. Let's, that, I mean, I, I don't mean to cut you out. That was your best play of the week last week. So here's your flowers, because Florida Mizzou over was your favorite play last week, correct? Correct. The uh, well, actually, my favorite play was New Mexico State, as long as the quarterback <laughs> played. And I don't really want to talk about that. So shut your pie hole. Did he ever uh, play? <laughs> did he ever play? <laughs> Holy buckets! But let's finish up Missouri first. Here's the other thing: Eli Drinkowitz is smart enough to know if he puts forty on the board, they could be heading to the Orange Bowl or whatever non-playoff bowl. I mean, they're ninth in the they're ninth in the uh, college football playoffs. Now they've got two losses, so they're not going to get into the conversation. But he, I mean, he could certainly be trying to parlay this into a Cotton Bowl. He doesn't want to win twenty one seventeen. No, I, I, do you know like what specific bowls have the semifinals? Because I wouldn't it normally be the Sugar Bowl, but maybe the Sugar Bowl is part of the CFP. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's. I'm I'm, I'm not entirely certain. We can look it up. It is, but it's it's two of the big bowls, and then uh, a repeat bowl for the title game. And but I, I just I like this one. I like I like the over here Friday, especially if you double check the weather. I got it right here. Okay. So, all right, at four Eastern, um, it's going to be the weather's going to be fine. Five to ten mile an hour winds. Um, you know, the afternoon it's fifty three degrees. However, when it starts getting dark, which will probably be you know halftime and beyond, it is getting in the twenties. But no, uh. No snow, but, you know, upper 20s will be cold. But I don't think that really impacts the over a whole lot. You? No, I know. The the wetness and the wind are the two things that right. that uh, I think you always have to evaluate, especially when we get to Thanksgiving and after, and especially in locales like Fayetteville, where you can look up and it looks like it looks like it looks like they're playing in what in like a non rainy hurricane. Like Gilligan and the Skipper and the Professor and those guys and the palm trees are going and the whole I mean and, and it's all nuts and you're going man, Ginger's hot. Ginger was hot. She was really hot. No, no question about that. All right, so we, know, we got to a place. We got to a place that the whole conversation about Marianne and Ginger, Marianne and Ginger, and everybody said Marianne, Marianne. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I'd say yes, and 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 I'm good with either, but. Uh, neither are better looking than my wife. And I'll also say this. We got to a place in basketball sometimes, guys like Ben Wallace were underrated, 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 and then they got paid and everybody realized they couldn't score. So then they became overrated. Ginger was really hot. And then, but everybody said Marianne. So somehow Ginger is now underrated. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. From that to the Commonwealth State, uh, Friday, noon Eastern, we've got Kentucky at Louisville. Our good friends at Bet Online have Louisville minus seven with a total of 50 and one half. And the Louisville Cardinals, uh, they are six and oh straight up at home, five and one ATS, 10 and one straight up overall, six, four and one ATS. But, uh, well, a couple things on Kentucky. A, they're slumping horribly. And this yeah. is not. Not been a vintage Mark Stoops team compared to, you know, the last half dozen years or so. They are one in five, both straight up and against the spread in their last six. Their only win, 24 to three at Mississippi State when there was no Will Rogers. Um, but then the, the other part of this is Kentucky's absolutely dominated this rivalry lately. What do they call this thing? The Governor's Cup? Well, I don't know why I think, I think that. That's but right. it, yeah. Anyhow, the last four head to head. Kentucky's won 26-13, 52-21, 45-13, and 56-10. So there's that. But I'm a lean to Louisville. Have not taken them yet. Would not do it more than seven. But at seven or fewer, I would. I'm definitely going to pick them in my contest. Um, and I may, I'm probably going to end up playing Louisville just because of Kentucky's recent uh, form. And I thought... Good on Louisville because Miami gave them a tough test last week, and Tyler Van Dyke looked like he was back to his September form when he was really good. And I thought that was a pretty, even though Miami's had its issues, I thought that was a pretty solid road win last week. Well, I uh, all right, big picture. When we take a step back, we talked about Eli Drinkwitz, and I think we both we talked about him last week. I think we both agree he's the SEC coach of the year. Uh. Jeff Brom's got to be in the conversation for National Coach of the Year, right? 100%. So, I mean, and I'll tell you a sneaky one, looking at numbers, and I know we'll talk about national games. The dude who was the interim, who got the interim tag pulled at Northwestern, whose name escapes me, to go through a hazing incident with a 1-11 roster and you're bowl eligible, I mean, it might win again. a might- coaching job. Might win again this week. They've named him the permanent coach, by the they way. They did. Yeah, they took yeah. the interim tag off. Yeah. And But, man, that's a coach's job. In this game, I don't like this game a lick. Not a lick. Because you're 100% right. You cannot trust Kentucky. But you also really have to like the spot Kentucky's in. And we're going to talk about a whole lot of teams that can spoil dreams of rivals this weekend. The one thing I like about Louisville in this case, compared to some of the other some of the other dream spoilers, including both of our alma maters, is Louisville's at home. So the I think the only play is Louisville, especially if you get it under a touchdown. Because, but man, oh man, in some ways, and this is kind of strange to say, unless we're talking about basketball, Kentucky could save its season with this win. Yeah. Because they break yeah. Louisville's heart and they continue to dominate in state. Yeah. Now, I'm and you didn't say it outright, but I'm. I guess I'm asking you because you were talking about the spot for Kentucky. You weren't thinking look ahead for Louisville, were you? Because I think the fact they've been pimp slapped by Kentucky four years in a row takes away any notion of it's a look ahead spot because the ACC championship game. You you weren't going there. I'm asking. No, no, I wasn't necessarily saying. Uh, I was talking about more dashing dreams because Louisville, more than Missouri, Louisville's is still in the picture. They're one of the nine teams in the pictures to get in the playoffs, in my opinion. If things fall right and they win convincingly this week and 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 blow FSU out, and they've got one loss, and and granted, it's it's a bad loss, but you could be a power five conference wanting to hear your name on Sunday night. I don't think they're looking ahead. I think they've got a lot to play for. All right. Um, I'm just keeping my weather.com browser open because it's uh, worth looking at now that we're It gets cold in Kentucky. Sneaky cold. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a noon Eastern game. In the afternoon, it's going to be 48 uh, degrees, 5 to 10 mile an hour winds, so nothing – 
Nothing crazy, uh, and it, because it's at noon, it won't be getting dark. It will be 33 degrees at night, but that's irrelevant. Uh, all right, so um, I'm a lean to Louisville. Sounds is, like you're uh, a, Is Mark Stoops kind of in that ginger and Ben Wallace? He was underrated, 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 and now, now he's paying him $9 million a year, and maybe he's overrated? <laughs> so we uh, got Mark Stoops, Ben Wallace, and Ginger from Gilligan's Island yes. in the – Used to be used to be underrated. Now they're overrated. And now what what do we what do we know here? Yeah, yeah. With that salary, he is getting kind of overrated. But with Calipari not going to many Final Fours lately, uh, his job is not anywhere close to being in jeopardy. Not that you were implying it was. No, 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 no. Of course not. All right, right. All right. We got another noon game, and now here's one. The first one really that I'm heavily involved with, uh, with A and M. At LSU, and the over finally did not hit last week, uh, but it had a chance. It did. I hear. In fact, let me go to the bottom. I don't know when they. I I know it was fifty six four. They got to. Oh my gosh, they got yeah. to seventy with eight fifty nine left. Uh huh. Oh, because yes, okay. I no, was no. Going- I, hey, at this point in time, on an up and down Saturday, I was I was vested here. I was okay. I was paying full attention to a game that had no interest. Tell me about what happened in the last last eight fifty nine, and why did Georgia State quit scoring? Because they scored fourteen early. Uh, if you whatever you were watching, tell me because I was watching the, the Gators, well, Missouri, Oregon State, yeah. and Washington. Well, here here's what happened: they completely take their foot off the gas, and Georgia State's completely happy to get out of there with a check. We've seen it a hundred times, and. I mean, there there were way more white dudes on the field for an LSU football team in the last eight minutes than there have been in the last 10 years with the exception of Jacob Hester. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> this, this was, it, was, it was like granddaddy who used to – who was a, don- who don- who was a donor, uh, somebody's dad who's got a building named after him, like a, 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 a Gillibo or somebody down there. That gets playing tackle. I mean, he's my size. So no, it it, it just was a complete. You get to you get to seven. You're going, wait, this can happen. And then it then it was like a rugby scrum from twenty to thirty. No, no red zone trips. No red yeah. zone trips. And, and then and then the punters decided I'm gonna pin somebody deep. I mean, God, why somebody just muff a snap? Will you, man? Man, okay. Well, let me tell you what I ended. Up, now I lost a little bit on the over, but it wasn't near nearly as aggressive as I normally uh, am amount wise uh, with LSU's over. What I did, um, I did uh, Malik Neighbors over receiving yards, which was like one fourteen and a half. He got to one forty. I did Brian Thomas Jr.'s over 70-something and a half, and he got at seventy on his first catch, and he eventually had. Uh, I want to say four catches for a hundred and change. And then I did Jaden Daniels over 68 and a half rushing yards. I could not believe that was it. And he got a 96. So FanDuel already has the rushing yards prop for Mr. Jaden Daniels. And it is at 68 and a half or I'm no, I'm sorry. That was 68 and a half last week. My apologies. It, it is at 80 and one half. And I like that over. He has had 96 rushing yards or more in six of LSU's last seven games. He's gone for 96, 234, 163, and then the one outlier was a, a six-yard rushing game against Army, 62 nothing. I don't remember when they took him out or whatever, but then before Army, it was 93, 130, and 99, and like you noted uh, uh, wisely last week, now, now he is the favorite, but not by much over Bo Nix, but – Kelly was going to – and we don't even know if this is going to be a blowout. Daniels is going to be getting his numbers the whole game. So I like that over 68-and-a-half. I like LSU's team total over 39-and-a-half. Um, now, Miami – or I'm sorry, uh, A&M gave up 48 at Miami, gave up 38 at Ole Miss. I think, you know – well, I know LSU's got better offenses than those teams. Not a whole lot on Ole Miss, but – um, and that was back when uh, Van Dyke was playing really well in September. LSU scored 41 or more in eight of its 11 games and might have gotten, you know, 
might have gotten there in the Alabama game without uh, Jaden getting hurt. So those are two of my plays. But I'm also going to lay the 11 with LSU. They're in revenge mode against AM, who beat them 38-23, banged Jaden Daniels up where he wasn't 100% for the SEC championship game. We don't know about Max Johnson. We don't know about AM's motivation with, with no coach. I mean, look, what they've done without Jimbo, or just one game, they beat Abilene Christian 38-10. to 10. How many of those guys have checked out? Is Mac Johnson going to play? We don't know any of these things. So LSU minus 11, but I'm on all three of those plays. What say you? Uh, I love LSU. I don't do a whole lot of player props. You, you, are, you are more in tune with that, but there's no way, uh, and I don't even know if they have this on FanDuel, of like a pass plus rush total yards kind of thing for Jaden Daniels because you're 100% right. I think Brian Kelly, this was a this was supposed to be a better year than what it's going to end up being. It's supposed to be better than 9-3 and three with this bunch, especially that offense. I thought they were going to beat FSU, and they didn't. I thought they were going to play better against Bama, and they didn't. And I certainly thought they were going to beat Ole Miss. I, I, I lost money on LSU over 9.5, to be honest. So, I did too. Uh, I think getting Jaden Daniels and cementing an invite and making him the front runner for the Heisman is every bit the hurdle that A&M is. And you could not have been more right. It is impossible to gauge what the mood in the, in the college station locker room has been over the last two weeks. Cause yeah, they beat Abilene Christian. And as an Auburn graduate, I swear to goodness, I wish my team had found a way to beat uh, its $1.8 million payday game, but they didn't. So every win's a good win. Uh, I, my favorite, I think my favorite bet of this SEC rivalry weekend is LSU minus the 11, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, we don't know what their attitude is in the A&M locker room. But I know we suspect it's not very good. No, it's it's not real good. And they're all look. Hey, they hey those a whole lot of those dudes have made a whole lot of money and think they they're already being paid like NFL dudes. They think they're headed to the league. You don't. You can't tell me somebody's going to put their nose in the middle of a pile and say, you know what? Let's let's do this for the twelfth man. Uh. Uh-uh. No, sir. Yeah. So now on the player props thing, I've never really been that into them. I started doing them a little bit in the NFL last year because I found a couple of guys that I could ride that were good to me, like A.J. Brown and Kelsey. But I really got into them in college this year, and they've been really good to me. So let me ask you a question. Like, um, Let me just tell you that Jaden, in the last two games, he threw for 413 against Georgia State. 372 against Florida for the year. He averages 323.1 passing yards per game. What do you think his over under on passing yards against AM would be? 330. See, yeah, I would think it'd be a lot higher. Also, it's only 316 and a half at FanDuel. So I'm not against that I, one. No, I'm not. I'm not against that one either, but I would. Of your two, I would advise our viewers to stay with the rushing because the thing with the passing is you and I both like LSU minus 11, and we could both see a place where this is 42-17, middle of the third quarter, and, okay, maybe he's lit it up and they've gone vertical. I mean, dude, how good are those two? I mean, I know everybody talks about Marvin Harrison Jr., and he's a dude. Don't get me wrong. Malik Neighbors is bad. <laughs> Malik Neighbors. Hey, hey, Malik Neighbors ain't apologizing to nobody. Nobody. No. And, man, the receivers in the SEC, I mean, that's going to be – and I'm not normally that into awards, but who's going to be second team all-SEC receiver behind um, Burden and Neighbors? Is it going to be Thomas for LSU, Leggett for South Carolina – uh, Pearsall for Florida. I know I'm forgetting somebody uh, really good. Who am I forgetting? Um, well, there's been a whole bunch of dudes who got a whole bunch of injuries. Yeah, I mean, McConkey. McConkey can't get it because he's been injured too much. Uh, uh, the but, dude in South Carolina has been banged up a bunch. I mean, I, that'll that'll hurt Leggett. It will. 
Right, but his numbers are still really, really good. And how about Juice Wells saying, at least for now, that he's coming back next year? And that let's let that walk us into uh, Clemson at South Carolina. So South Carolina's, you know, kind of got a little bit of mojo back. Not a lot, but, you know, a little bit. Uh, we got a little three-game uh, winning streak. Uh, beat Kentucky 17-14. Beat Vandy 47-6. Beat Jacksonville State thirty-eight to twenty-eight, and um, oh gosh, where did my odds page go so I can find out what Bet Online has uh, for this one? Here we go. All right, so Bet Online has Clemson minus seven, but like a lot of other books, it's got a little bit of juice on Clemson minus one fifteen, the total fifty-one and a half, and you know, like South Carolina. Clemson's kind of righted the ship a little bit here. They've won three in a row, both straight up and against the spread, beat Notre Dame by eight, beat Georgia Tech by 21, and beat Carolina by 11. Now, all of those at home, and this one is on the road. Um, what you thinking here? Man. Uh, tough game. It is a tough game. This is a tough pick, and it's a tough pick for a couple of reasons. One – not unlike the Egg Bowl, the visiting coach knows the knows the importance of this one. Dabo Dabo got his britches pulled down last year. Dabo got embarrassed. It also wiped some of the veneer off of Dabo's shine, and he's been kind of battling that this year, including with some of his trademark indignation. Uh I think Beamer relishes this opportunity. I think Beamer has preached all week, two weeks of this. Is, I mean, uh, this is our state. Uh, this is we're the state school. We're we we're we're the ones with the winning streak. Let's get to a bowl game. Uh, I I don't like this game. I would play if I if I if you've got to sit down and gamble on this one. Well, you can also, if you're in the state of Tennessee, call 1-800-REDLINE. But you can also I – would, I would lean over here. Clemson has found some things offensively. They're doing better. I know North Carolina's defense is really, really cute when it tries to tackle. But, I mean, South Carolina has got, a, has, has got an NFL quarterback, or at least a quarterback who's going who's gonna to get NFL looks. They've got dudes on the perimeter. They also give up points. So, I mean, with the exception of the Kentucky, the 17-14, and we got to take Vandy out of the equation, almost every other meaningful game South Carolina's played has been uh, into, well into the 50s. So, uh, if, if, I'm, if I'm playing this one, I'm going over. But if you put a gun to my head and said I had to pick a side and bet a, mini, and bet a house payment, I'm taking the home dog, man. I hear that. I hear that. This is a tough one, man. Um, and I'm probably going to stay away. Maybe maybe live bet it if something looks attractive. Um, yeah, and you know what? We talk about that sometimes about our in-game conversations. Uh, and you can follow Brian on his Twitter feed and, and me on mine. In the live game conversation is a good one because you drop a kickoff, Somebody makes a big play early, especially for the underdog, for the home team, for South Carolina. That place, it will be bonkers. That's one of the most underrated, loud joints in all of college football. Uh, one million uh, percent. I've never been there. Have you been there? I have. Oh, yeah. I've been to every SEC stadium with the exception of College Station. Wow. You're doing a lot better than I have. Um, I've been to quite a few. I told you about my my only trip ever to Neyland, right? I did. I did. You did. Never it's going like, back. Hey, I've only got one to the swamp. <laughs> You're never going back either. Never going. It can't get any better. Uh -oh. Bo Nix's daddy threw a touchdown. Uh, to Frank Sanders, that SOB. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At, at SOB. Um, all right. Um, oh, I was going to point out, like you were talking about with South Carolina's defense, 
Gave up 31 to North Carolina, 30 to Mississippi State, 41 to Tennessee, 41 to Florida, 34 to Missouri, 30 to A&M, 28 to Jack State. But Jack State had two drives into South Carolina territory that ended uh, in turnovers. And then, you know, Kentucky. and Well, and Jack State is coached by your favorite, Rich Rod. I I just said he might be a decent fit at Mississippi State. And I, I picked Jack Rich State. Rod sitting in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Not there's anything wrong with that. I don't want yeah, anybody no, to, like, no. oh, Southeast yeah. of 14. I'm not, yeah. I'm not at casting aspersions. <laughs> if Brian and Rich Rod want to smooch, God bless them. I'm all for it. I'm here for you. I support. I support. I'm, 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 I'm fully in support. All right. Uh, Back to the ball games. <laughs> our, our run has been good to me this year. It hasn't been that good, though. All right, let's see here. Uh, we want to go. Well, won't we get to uh, to our squads? Especially as well, hey, look, you want to do clean old-fashioned hate in Atlanta? Yeah, let, let's save ours for last. Yeah, yeah. let's do Georgia uh, at Georgia Tech as, uh, let's see, we have Bet Online is – Got Georgia favored by 24 with a total of 59 and a half. And if you like the over, it looks like every other book is at 60. So 59 and a half is your best place uh, to bet the over on the flats in Midtown Atlanta. What you thinking? Um, well, then I'm going to go to bet online because I do like the over. Uh, I mean, Georgia Tech's offense is kind of sneaky good. Mm-hmm. I mean – they 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 figure some things out. They block better than a lot of people realize. They Brent Key has done a pretty doggone good job there. I mean, I mean, we're looking up and they they're bowl eligible on a team that I thought was going to win three games. So now the two things, if if you got to play a side, you got to play Georgia. You have to. Georgia is one rolling right now. Not only are they rolling right now, they are they are the most professional college football team in America and having surpassed Alabama in this regard. And I'm not talking about paying players NIL. They handle their business like nobody else. They don't look past people. They don't they don't they're not they're not thinking about Alabama. I think Kirby has preached to them for since June, you guys have a chance to make history and three-peat. And they got through some growing pains and some struggles early with a new coordinator, new quarterback, and now they are crushing people. So, I mean, I, the, I if you got to play a side, play Georgia, but I really see this being 45-24, but clearing the over pretty clearly. And and the other part about Georgia here is not unlike when Tennessee goes to play Vandy, half the stadium will be in red and black. Oh, at least, at least, yes. And um, another thing about Haynes King, who you know, let's remember he was he struggled mightily with Jimbo. He's gone to a new system now. He's thrown too many interceptions, fifteen, but he's completed sixty-two point three of his percent of his passes 2,597 passing yards 26 touchdown passes he's also run for 624 yards and seven touchdowns with 6.4 yards per carry average so all he had to do is get away from Jimbo and he's played pretty well now again the interceptions that's a little much but they've uh they've had plenty of offense and let's see Georgia Tech wow they're actually nine and two to the over, and they have hit five consecutive overs. So, yeah, there's some more uh, data, if you will, for um, for Jay's over. I'm not, I'm not against that uh, either. All right. Uh- Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet full of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. 
Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code staple two zero. Oh, let's tackle the one at 2.30 on the plains at Jordan-Hare, where crazy, crazy things tend to happen. Okay, um, Bama, 10-1 straight up, 8-3 ATS. On the road, 4-0 straight up, 3-1 ATS. Uh, they've won three in a row over Auburn in the head-to-head uh, rivalry. Uh, 2-1 ATS obviously didn't cover in the overtime game two years ago. Um Alabama's won nine games in a row. Uh, They've won seven of those by 14 or more. And our friends at Bet Online have, here we go, they have 14 and a half, and the total's 48 and a half. Looks like a lot of other books are at 49 on the total. Just about everybody at 14 and a half, with the exception of uh, Circa, is at 15 on Alabama. So I know Jay was talking about wanting Auburn. La- what was the spread last week? Ten and a half? Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Um, that's and before I, they pooped their pants, though. That's before they got Diego Paviat. Um, and Thorne uh, is going to be okay, but wasn't he in a walking boot a couple days ago? It, it, no, he was in a thinking boot. Okay. I mean, no, I mean, he, he was in a decision-making boot. He was in a reboot. I mean, okay. there are a whole lot of boots that he could be in that I don't give two rips about, whether it was a walking boot, whether it was a boot scooting boogie. Uh, Brooks and Dunn can be singing as he's walking down the halls of the Auburn campus. I don't really give a damn because that was terrible. Terrible. Cue Charles Barkley, cue whoever you want. Uh, it's inexcusable, honestly. And I understand Hugh Freeze understanding this league and the magnitude of playing well against Alabama at home. I get it. I completely do. Went to school there. I was I was in the stands when when Reggie Slack hit Alexander Wright in 1989, and Auburn beat Alabama in their first trip to Jordan Hare. I was there, and, Auburn, and Alabama was number two in the country, and it was huge, and it was amazing. You know, I get all of it. I get it. You can't lose New Mexico State, man. I don't give a damn how good day Diego Hoos Bridges is. I mean, if I got to do the the Ron Burgundy and go San Diego, that's German for Wales vagina. Or we can agree to disagree. So I don't care. You cannot lose that football game. You paid them $1.8 million to show up. And then they take your money and kick you in the shins and walk away with your girl. Because now – I mean, Auburn, a good a seven and five Auburn team with a good effort against Alabama. The athletic department can pitch. We'll sell a bunch of tickets, and you might get to a Florida Bowl. It's happened a ton of times. It's happened a ton of times. Now you're destined for the Birmingham Bowl against whatever Sun Belt team wants to come down there and beat you, and you finish six and seven. I was amazingly this time last week. I had every confidence in Auburn getting double digits in this game. I wouldn't bet on Auburn in this game for nothing. Not a doggone thing. And I'm an Auburn graduate because here's the other part of this. You and I talked about this before the show. One, Alabama needs style points. Alabama is going to need style points to get to its place where it wants to be. Two, Saban puts his foot on the neck of people – who he thinks he's going to have to recruit against. And if early indications are any sign, Hugh Freeze is having a pretty good recruiting year. I'm not saying great, but it's pretty good, and he's got a couple of five stars. And, and, he, stole, and he stole them from one from Georgia and one from Bama, right? You're right. And, and, and I'm certain Bama and Georgia fans are looking at the screen going, shut up, fat face. Bama and Georgia didn't want those guys. They told them to go look elsewhere. And maybe that's the case. But – Nick Saban does not – Nick Saban does not think that way. Nick Saban thinks, okay, this guy could possibly be a threat down the road. So I'm going to put my foot on his neck when I have the chance. 
I, I hate being totals guy because I feel like I'm every pick I'm making is a total pick. But I would go over here. If it stays under 50, I would have to go over here. And, I mean, and even – it may even be a good thing if Peyton Thorne is, is in some sort of body cast. And, and I know Robbie Ashford can't – he couldn't throw a good party in New Year's Eve, on New Year's Eve in New Orleans with a room full of hookers and a table full of blood. But I swear to God the kid can run, and at least that gives you some sort of identity. But he can, he can run. So, I mean, man, oh, man. Hey, on, on the list of sports trades in, in the history of the world, like Vita Pinson for Frank Robinson back in the 60s, Falcons giving the Packers Brett Favre for what turned out to be Steve Broussard. The NIL transfer of Bo Nix for Robbie Ashford is a kick to the crotch for the oh, entire man. Auburn Nation. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And uh, right, my rant's over, man. I'll uh, I'll let you I'll let you take the center stage on Florida. I'm good. I'm sorry. I I, I went a little off topic there. Oh, no, you're great. Yeah, I thought you were awesome. All right, so I I lean Bama, but I got to have 14. So if you can buy the half point to 14, I, I'm not laying anything more uh, than 14, and it's not uh, a strong opinion. I do have a strong opinion on FSU at Florida, and that opinion is on the total. And let's see what we have. Our good friends at Bet Online. Um, all right, if you like the Gators, you want to be at Bet Online because that is the only seven I'm seeing uh, on FSU. Now it's even money for FSU, so uh, I'll assume Florida plus seven. You'd have to uh, lay a minus one twenty price. The total is 50, and I like it over. The overs hit in seven straight for Florida. Uh, the last six combined scores for the Gators have been uh, 52, 80, 63, 75, 87, and 64. The over is seven and four overall for FSU. It's 11 games of average combined scores of 57.0 points per game. The Gators have allowed or have had combined scores averaging 57.5, but they had a lot of low scoring games early in the year. It's a lot higher here in the last uh, six, seven weeks. I thought Max Brown looked good when Mertz got hurt. Um, he did have a, a red zone fumble that was obviously uh, very costly, but that was his only bad play. Completed four or five passes, 56 yards, had 42 rushing yards on seven attempts. So Tate Rotemaker, who's going to now uh, replace Jordan Travis, um, I had Louisville against FSU late last September. I think it was a Thursday or Friday night game. Louisville's winning most of the game. Travis gets hurt, I want to say, third quarter. Rotemaker comes in, he throws two fourth-quarter touchdown passes and takes my money. I think they were a th FSU was a three-point favorite. They won 35-31. Um, we know about Florida's defense uh, struggling, and um, the offense has been great. And I, I saw some promise out of Max Brown. He plays baseball for the Gators. He's a pretty big guy. I mean, not like super thick muscle-wise, but a tall guy, and he can move, man. He's athletic, uh, and even when he was throwing it, he looked pretty good. So um, it's a downgrade from Mertz and a downgrade from Jordan Travis, but we've also seen a total that I think might have been or definitely would have been close to 60, certainly in the upper 50s. Uh, so I think we're getting line value with a low total, and I'm going to go over 50. I want nothing to do with the side. Uh, any thoughts on the Gators and the semis for you? Well, I got a couple. One, uh, great spot for Florida. All the pressure in the world on FSU. They got dropped to five in the college football rankings. Uh Great spot to for Billy Napier to really re-energize a fan base. Uh, Got to think you you push all your chips to the middle, and it's going to be a huge recruiting uh, class and and crew in the swamp. Two, what was the FSU quarterback's name? I'm sorry, Tate Rotomaker. It, is isn't that the kid who had his shoulder repaired and Rookie of the Year? Oh no, no, that's Henry Rutengardner. Oh, we threw the baseball like really hard in, in, in that really bad, really bad movie. But uh, 
If, I think if you like the over, don't you have to like Florida with the points? Because you're expecting both of these backup quarterbacks to get in that 24 north range. And and and, and honestly, I, I agree with you. I, th- I think you're getting great line value on the over. I would even, honestly, I would, I wouldn't, if I'm going to play a side on this, I'm taking the Gators on the money line. And I'm doing that to get the odds because we don't know how Henry Rotengardner's going to fare with uh, on the road in this kind of start, in this kind of rivalry with these kind of stakes. I mean, he's a three-star dude from from where? South Georgia? And I thought he was a two-star. And maybe he is, which is more <laughs> to my point. Thank you. Thank you. Which is mean, which means you're trying to now he's trying to impress the prom queen going to the Western Sizzlin before they get into his El Camino head to the dance. So Bet Online has the Gators plus 205 on the money line. I don't want anything to do with the side because I have enough I have more more than North of what money provides, I have in my heart on the side. So, and what the hell more. are you talking about? More than money provides? What hey, the hell are you? You motivate somebody in a halftime speech? My, de- my desire to beat the undefeated semi squad in my swamp. Uh, uh, it's, it goes beyond the value. More than money, bull snot. More than money. More Here's than Deion money. Sanders. Man, that more than money. I, I want my money on over 50. I want my money on over 50. All right. Uh, before we get into some parting shots and maybe some NFL or college hoops or what have you, I, I think it's the Vols or pass uh, in a 3.30 Eastern game. Uh, Vols minus 27.5. Now, I haven't really looked at injuries. I know v- Vandy's 0-5 straight up in ATS on the road. I'm looking up Tennessee's injuries uh, right now. I don't see either running back. So that's about all I need to know. Yep. Uh, I think it's Tennessee or pass. I, I think it's Tennessee too. Uh, and I would probably lean towards whatever the total is. But I, if you got, if you want to play both, I would go. I certainly like Tennessee. Uh, if you want to play this game, uh, Vandy has found ways to put some points on the board. But I really think, with a whole lot of grumbling here in the state. Wouldn't surprise me if Josh Heupel put 63 on Vandy. Yeah, and so here we go. We've got um, a total of only 56 and a half and um, bet online. or It looks like everybody's got it at 27. So at 28 or fewer, I think the Vols are uh, the way. And it may be one of the things that you and I have had some success with. You may look at the first half number of them coming out and starting fast in Neyland, uh with in Joe Milton's last game and a whole lot of things that they may they may want to try to accomplish. Looks like uh, bet online, at least on my odds feed from Wager Talk, uh, does not have first half lines up right now. But most of the books are either at sixteen or sixteen and a half uh, for Tennessee uh, on a first half line. Okay, I've got a few other plays. Uh, that I would like to share, uh, and I know we've hit on it. Um, I think we hit on it last week or maybe even two weeks ago as well. These overs for the Indiana Pacers keep going over, and I like it over tonight against Toronto over 238.5. So uh, last night, Indiana had a highest total of the season at Atlanta. It was 253. They had only had three totals. Uh, in the 240s, they had 240 and one half twice, and they had 242 and a half. So they jacked this one up 10 and a half points higher than any of their games this year, and it goes over with more than nine minutes left. The Hawks score a franchise record 86 in the first half and lose 157 to 152 for 309 combined. The overs hit 10 in a row for the Pacers to improve to 12 and one overall. So I am on the over. Their average combined scores are 254.0 points per game. So that's what I like tonight. In the NFL, 
I am and, on. And to be fair, this is Wednesday. This is Wednesday. We're we're filming this on Wednesday. We normally film on we normally film on Thursday. So uh, hopefully this gets up in time that you guys can capitalize on this information. And then I'm going to go with the opposite end of the spectrum. I, we probably should have started the show with this, even though it's a southeastern 14 operation. The over-under on Nebraska-Iowa is 26 and a half. Lowest ever. That's They've had like the lowest ever three times this year. 26 and a half. That, that's hard to fathom. <laughs> All right, well, hold on. Iowa's combined scores in their last – okay, their last game was uh, – 15 and 13 is 28. Okay, that no. would have been an over. No, 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 no. No, we, we, we've experienced two different teams this year. Iowa, the odds makers are saying, all right, we've got to keep going lower and lower and lower and lower, and we're going to dare you to bet under. And the smart person keeps betting under and under and under and under and under. USC, for the most part of the year, they're going, we're just going to jack this thing up because they can't tackle, and Caleb Williams is really good. So we dare you to bet over and over and over and over. And we've made a lot of money betting on USC over. So, but 26 and a half. Holy good gravy, dude. Back when you were covering high school football in Cherokee County, we wouldn't set, we wouldn't set overrunners on, on a high school game at 26 and a half. No, no way. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, the under is still nine and two for Iowa, and it has hit one, two, three, four. Wait, one, two, three, four, six in a row. But several of these would have gone. The Purdue twenty to fourteen would have gone over this week's number. Now the fifteen. Everything would go over this week's number. I've never seen an over under in the twenties. <laughs> well, no LSU, LSU, Texas A and M first quarter over under. First right. half over under, I bet it's right. north of 26 and a half. Right. Well, no, look, two weeks ago, they beat Rutgers 22 to nothing with a 27 and a half point total that, that stayed under. But that was the lowest total in college football history. So this one's lower. I wonder, <laughs> what, wonder what the weather's going to be out there. It's in Lincoln, right? Yes. All right. I, I really like that spot for Nebraska, by the way. Uh, I know Iowa, uh, Nebraska is now probably a slight favorite. Nebraska needs this to get bowl eligible in Matt Rule's first year. I, that that this screams fourteen ten Nebraska in a game that says college in a game that's got a that's got very a whole lot of white dudes. There's gonna be a couple of Stinkle Bombers. And a couple of guys named Landon playing D tackle. I mean, this is this was not going to be for if you if you're clicking channels looking for athleticism. Not do not, not stop on Iowa Nebraska. Okay, so I've got weather.com. So it's Friday at noon Eastern. Okay, so the afternoon, ten to fifteen mile an hour winds, thirty three degrees, but. No, no, no rain later that day, or it'll be 19 degrees that night, but that doesn't matter. So cold and maybe a little wind, but all that's good for the under, right? It doesn't matter. They could be playing in a dome, dude. <laughs> right. They could be playing in your living room. And <laughs> the conditions don't matter. The kids on the field and the coaches on the sideline is what matters. This, hey. First team to 11 wins. Deal? Yeah. Hey, yeah. It's like pick up at the Y. All right, first team to 11 wins. Ball in. Check. Yeah. I'm not going to watch a play, though. I can assure No, you. God, no. Goodness, God, no. Okay, we're running late, and Blake, we're, we're giving Blake uh, a lot of stuff to edit. So let me just rip through some NFL picks I like. I like the Eagles minus three to the Bills. I like the Raiders plus nine at home to the Chiefs. I like the Vikings by the half point from three and a half to three, Monday night football against the Bears. But if you you can't do that, or if it moves to four, I still like the Vikings. Um, and I like the Saints against our Dirty Birds, who are inexplicably still coached by Arthur Smith. And last one. Titans minus three or three and a half to the Panthers. Titans suck, but they've only played three home games, three and oh straight up and against the spread at home. Carolina, oh and five straight up, oh four and one against the spread on the road. Titans minus three or three and a half. 
Uh, tell them about Jay's plays. Any other picks, what have you, you got? No, yeah, I've, I've taken up too much of our time uh, with my my yapping and, and or rap, rattling on. So, uh, But Jay's Plays is at timesfreepress.com. It's my afternoon uh, email newsletter of the games that night and on Fridays into the weekend that, that I've got an eye on and what I may like and, and just a whole lot of conversation. And it goes along with my morning column at timesfreepress.com called The Five at Ten. Which and I've been doing that so long. Uh, I started it when Cam Newton was at Auburn, back when Auburn would never lose to New Mexico State. <laughs> well, the Gators would never lose have three losing seasons in a row ever, and we never have until Saturday, maybe or maybe not. Um, thanks to our friends at Bet Online. Thanks to Blake for editing. Thanks to all of you listeners. We have had back-to-back weeks. We've had the most, uh, you know, viewers uh, since we started, you know, doing this in whatever it was, mid-late September. So please continue to spread the word. Please subscribe to uh, Southeastern 14 uh, YouTube channel. And everyone have a Thanksgiving, a great Thanksgiving, and best of luck with bets and ball games. And we'll talk to you next week. We're over and out.